people of Sake actually brought me into Sake. Back in 1988, this place was actually in Ginza on the main drag. At first, it was kind of soy sauce, it was miso. To the point where it actually changed my life. New Year's Day 1989. Uh, not just Sake as a beverage, but all the cultural history of And thank you for once again tuning into this brand new episode of Sake on Air, the world's very first podcast dedicated to expanding the dialogue surrounding Japan's iconic beverages of sake and shochu. My name is Justin Potts, and I'm one of your regular hosts here on the show. And today I have stepped away from the Japan Sake and Shochu Makers Association, and I am dialing in from Arkansas to chat with Mr. Yoji Adachi, who is the founder and head brewer of the recently founded and relatively soon to open sake brewery, Adachi Nojo. Uh, he is joining me to tell us about his new venture, uh, how he got into sake, what he's planning for Adachi Nojo, and what we can expect from ambitious young gentlemen such as himself uh, in the near future. So with that, I will turn it over to Mr. Yoji Adachi, who is often referred to as Yoshi, right? Yes. <laughs> All right. So I'll, I'll, I'll just call you Yoshi for the rest of the, for the, rest of the round, if that works. Yes. <laughs> but Yoshi, but thank you so much for making time to uh to join me. Uh, I know it's I know it's early where you're at. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for calling me and giving me the opportunity to speak here. I'm happy uh, to be. Yes. Oh, it's fantastic. Well, I say uh, I had actually I was aware of what you were up to. I had seen uh, the Makuke, the crowdfunding page. I had <laughs> sort of heard about it, um, and then. Um, one of the uh, team members here at the show, Cindy uh, Bissig, she reached out to me and she said, hey, do you know this Adachi-san guy? He's he's doing some really cool stuff. Um, you should talk to him. And I said, I've been hoping to talk to him. So I'm really happy that uh, we've been able to connect and that this uh, worked out. So I guess, so Yoshi, real quick, um, just a quick rundown. Would you mind telling me what is, and our listeners, what is, Adachi Nojo. So Adachi is my last name. And no, in Japanese, no is a agriculture. And Joe is a brewing. So my my business is doing you know both like agriculture and then brewing sake. So the company name like should be you know Adachi Nojo. Yeah, so that's so the concept of my company name. Excellent, excellent. So it, it's all you doing the farming and yes. the brewing, yes. basically. Yes. <laughs> okay. Which is a massive undertaking. Um, and you are based in the the brewery that this is a brewery that you are in the process of establishing, in the process of yes. setting up, correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. And it is located in the Tongo region? Uh, no, uh, actually, uh, my brewery is going to be in Osaka. Okay. And yeah, Takatsuki City. Okay. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Very good. And, but right now, when, you, when I we called, you are, are you in Tongo right now? Yes. Okay. I'm living in Tongo and then learning. I was learning agriculture and sake brewing in Tamba and called Nishiyama Shuzojo, which okay. is a big, yeah, big sake brewery in Tamba. Okay. Excellent. 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 
No, it's a beautiful region as well too. Lots of lots of great sake being made. So, and I want and I want to learn hear more about that and learn mm -hmm. a little bit more about um, what you're doing up there. Um, but I guess to get started, um, if you don't mind, um, Yoshi, you appear very mm -hmm. young to me to be starting your own business and <laughs> setting up a sake brewery. Um, yes. You know, setting up a sake brewery is not a common activity, um, and I would say it's probably less common for someone your age. If you don't mind, how old are you, sir? I'm uh, 32. 32. Okay. Yes. So you are 32. Mm -hmm. So I and I know that you're obviously not setting up a sake brewery with zero experience. So mm -hmm. when was it the original that you originally got into sake and decided that you wanted to invest your time and energy and life in sake and this idea of a sake brewery? Uh, it was when I was uh, 26 years old. Uh, after I came back from Texas in the U.S. You were in Texas. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, let's let's take a step back then. What were you doing in Texas? <laughs> so I was a swimmer uh, when oh, I was wow. a yeah high school student, and after I graduated high school, I moved to I moved to Texas to do the swimming. Okay. And I want to join an Olympic swim, Olympic oh, game. Wow. Mm -hmm. Oh, amazing! So I decided to move to Texas and join the team in uh, Texas University. Okay. Oh, amazing. And, yeah. And I was doing swimming, but at the time I couldn't speak English at all. Yeah. Like no, like no knowledge of English. And I hate to speak, like I hate English <laughs> at, the, at, the, at the point. Sure. Absolutely. In, yeah, in high school, I, I hate studying yeah. like anything, math and English. I hate it. So uh, it was like, I, I spent tough time uh, like because I couldn't communicate with uh, coaches and then other swimmers, anything. And I couldn't uh, understand what the menu is, like, you know, the concept of the practice. <laughs> so yeah. it was a tough time. But uh, I spent yeah. like two years and a half there. And um, uh, it, so it was hard. It was very hard for me to uh, keep doing swimming. I keep yeah. swimming sure. in the team. So I decided to quit uh, when I was uh, 22 years old. And mm -hmm. after that, uh, I was looking for, like, I spent whole life for the swimming. Like, mm. I started swimming when I was two years old and then yeah. spent a lot of time for the swimming. So, sure. uh, so, like, after I quit swimming, there is nothing for me to do. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I started. Uh, I started looking for something what I like to do, and I did like music in the uh, university, and also studying uh, studying business as well. But that was something that I not uh, something that I'm, I'm. I don't want to do it or like yeah. yeah. Uh, so, um, I started like serving Japanese food in uh, Texas. Okay, working at like Japanese a Japanese restaurant. restaurant. Yes, yeah. yes. And I started working there, and like my actually my father started business Japanese restaurant business in Texas, Austin, Texas. Oh wow! Yeah, so that's why I was helping him, like because I 
he also couldn't speak English. So, <laughs> yeah. Then, so was I, your was your father there as well? Was he in Texas as well then? Yes. Uh, no, like he came, like when okay. I was twenty three years old. Yeah. Okay. He came and suddenly started the Japanese restaurant business. So oh, funny. Oh. Yeah, yeah. He's crazy. So. <laughs> does, he, does, does he work in in restaurant and hospitality? Does he have restaurants or anything in Japan? No. <laughs> no. He just decided no. Texas. But he's he's really good at uh, cooking and especially focus on dashi, dashi oh, broth. That's important. That's yeah. critical. Yeah. yeah. So he wanted to share uh, real Japanese food. Like he visited Texas, and there's no good Japanese restaurant at that time. Sure. So, like his mind became like, uh, oh, I I wanted to Japan, I open Japanese restaurant and share like okay. real good dashi broth and okay. good Japanese food. So amazing. Like yeah, it was an amazing thing for me, and then that changes my life mm. a lot. So and I, um, I start I start serving customers. Uh, it was good Japanese food, and then I was looking for sake, like Japanese sake, mm -hmm. like sake in Texas, based, but that was there, there's not a lot sake uh, in Texas. Sure. So at the point, like the I could get dasai, uh, yeah. like some sort of like. Very famous sake, only famous sake. Yep, just a few Not major a labels or major brands. Yeah. So, but uh, I gather around you know, Los Angeles or New York, I gather sake. Yeah. And, and then I was serving sake to the customer. And that was big impact at Japanese restaurant. Like, uh, people didn't know what sake is. Yeah. And so, I share with sake. I, sh I share customer, and then I sh I share sake with customer, uh, and the people really like it, and yeah. uh, it's getting popular and popular every day, like day by day, and then increase selling. I see the increasing, you know, selling, and then tip is getting higher <laughs> because of the sake. Yeah. So I felt like it's gonna be like big business. Yeah. Sake is going to be big business in the U.S. Like it was a 2013. Yep. It was like, it was so like you know, beginning of the sake in the U.S. So yeah, sure. Type, yeah, Texas. Like, what is sake? You know, people doing sake bomb. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Still exists. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah still exists. <laughs> yep. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So no 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 that's that is not how to drink sake and I change it I change it yeah so yeah and that's my start point of sake life okay serving customer and then you know I I was very happy to serve people mm -hmm. and then making happy like making yeah. customer happy by sure. sake but uh, I didn't know a lot of things about sake at that point. So uh, I, I, felt, I felt like uh, I want to study about sake. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I decided to move back to Japan uh, when I was 25 years old. And then I started working in a sake bar in Kobe, okay. Japan. Oh, nice. It was a sake bar. Uh, like they have hundreds of sake 
at the bar. So, yeah. you know, I met a lot of new sakes there sure. that I didn't know. Sure. And what was the bar called? Is it, is it still there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, bar Ushio. Ushio in Kobe? Mm. Yes. Okay. And uh, he, he uh, he's running by one owner. The bar, the bar is run by one owner. Okay. So it's not big uh, bar, but they have a lot of sake. So it was good experience for me to know how many sake <laughs> is in Japan. And then, yeah. yeah, I couldn't even remember you know what is come from like what this sake is come from like region like you know there's so many like yeah yeah thousand more than thousand so uh and then i started learning uh what what is sake in japan like what what is sake mm -hmm. yeah it's kind of for and, the first time really getting in touch yes, with yes, what that is and where it's coming yes. from yeah absolutely um uh, so i keep Serving um, Japanese customer by sake, but that is something uh, I felt like different between serving U.S. customer and Japanese customer. Mm. Um, so um, for me, like it wasn't fun mm. in serving Japanese, like not not fun, like uh, not something I want to do. Okay. Japanese and it, it, so, it wasn't as as rewarding or yes, interesting yes, or interesting. Yes. Huh. Because people already know about sake. Sure. So there's something like you know, they're looking for good only good sake, not yeah. like stories or you know, yeah. Uh, like you know, there's a lot of sake. So they they have they have drunk uh drunk like good sake already. So you know, they're only looking for something rare sake, rare sake, where, sure. where is rare sake? So that that was something not I want to do. Yeah. And then I decided to, oh no, uh, yeah. I was about to quit that job. And, and then I was wondering if I can do a swimming coach in Japan. Mm. at that point like not okay. sake like i stopped serving sake and then you know move back to the swimming coach and yeah. teaching kids for the swimming yeah. uh, but and uh some different uh restaurant or restaurants owner uh introduced me about the hachi no heshizo in okay, aomori. Up, uh, up in aomori yeah yes uh they, fantastic brewery yeah yes 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 like num uh it was number one brewery uh number one brewery in two thousand twenty one actually I think you're right mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. yep in the in the sake sort of competition yes. ranking every year annual ranking yeah so no, they're fantastic the point, they were teaching uh Japanese sake to the uh university student at the point mm. at the time and then like uh Japanese owner asked me if I can join them and learn some oh. you know sake math like sake brewing stuff yeah for a week and okay the so, the, own, the owner of hachinohe shuzo uh actually our owner's restaurant oh, introduced the other restaurant. Me, okay yes. oh got it got it okay and they're doing some you know teaching stuff and, sure yeah so 
okay, like, no, that changes my life. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, like, it was interesting for me to learn how to make sake. Yeah. So, yeah, okay, of course, I, I want to do it. And I moved to uh, Aomori for a week and then doing stuff, you know, brewing stuff. Yeah. And it, after a week, uh, no, nothing. I, like there's nothing to, there's nothing. I I couldn't learn anything by four week. You know, sure. like there's so many different like uh, uh like steps yeah. to sake, and that was not so simple for me yeah. <laughs> to learn for a week. You know. Sure. So I mean that's a, that's a really good point. I mean a lot of people yeah. there are more places that are offering experiences, you know, for a day or three days or a yes, week. Yes, yes, they're yes. wonderful experiences, mm -hmm. but generally but, yeah. it's it's just enough time to realize that you don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then yeah, yeah, there's yeah, infinite yeah, yeah. things to learn, right? <laughs> so after but, but you well, found it appealing. Week, you know. It was interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So after one week, you know, this, you know, still, you know, I, 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 got, uh, I learned anything about sake. I feel like, you know, mm. I, I didn't, I didn't get anything. So, okay, what if I can make, I, I can walk here, I can walk here, and then studying, you know, brewing sake, and then, uh, in the car, like I, I move, I, I was driving to the airport. And then uh, brewery master uh, calling me, called me yeah. to join Aosake, like, you know, to join yeah. And so I felt like, you know, this is a challenge, but, you know, very, you know, interesting for me yeah. to join. So, yeah, I decided to move to Aomori, which yeah. is Northern Japan. <laughs> yeah. For, yeah, for our listeners. If yes. You were down in Kobe, Osaka area. That's yeah. a that's a long ways from <laughs> from Kansai, yeah. from the Kansai yeah. area. Very different climate, very different mm -hmm. culture, very different place. Beautiful, beautiful place, but a big so, change. Yeah, big change. Yes, that was a big change for me. And so, uh, after two months, I moved to the Aomori, and then starting you know sake experience, like sake learning. So there, when you when you first started brewing, you basically, I mean, you were just interested in learning about yes. making sake. You didn't, at that time, you didn't necessarily have a bigger goal or a bigger mm -hmm. ambition. It was just mm -hmm. the idea of making sake and learning that yes. was just interesting and appealing. Okay. So you get into Hachinohe Shuzo, which for our listeners, um, the if the name of the brewery is hard to remember, um, Mutsuhasen is the name Mutsuhasen. of the, the sake that they're that they're famous for, which which is available um, more and more places around the world as of late. Cool. Okay, so we're so we're at so we're at Hachinohe Shuzo, and what was? Tell me a little bit about that experience. Also, uh, I spent uh, three years and a half at the Hachinohe Shuzo. And uh, the first year, I remember, <laughs> I asked the uh, brewmaster uh, to, you know, uh, I want to that I want to make uh, my tank 
<laughs> year one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. great <laughs> so you know if it's very you know easier to learn if i make sure. a one time by myself sure. but sure. you know japanese people spend a lot of like, so many years to get into you know to make a uh, one tank yeah, <laughs> yeah. but you know after three months uh, i asked master brewer if i can make a one tank yeah. <laughs> by my own yeah so and, like master brewer was like oh what <laughs> <laughs> how and then, like, i don't know yet but i feel like i can make it <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. I, I told them and so master brewer said uh, yeah if you can if you feel you can do it like you should try and then yeah i i tried my you know first tank in my first year yeah amazing yeah it was big experience for me yeah and um, i don't know what what to do <laughs> at all so <laughs> but you know i i read a lot of books sure and um, spend a lot of time in focus on my one tank that was big experience and uh my skill improved a lot of brewing right. you must have learned a lot through yeah. that experience good thing is uh uh i get a platinum uh, prize mm. uh in a uh, Kura master okay 2018 okay the first time yeah with the first tank oh amazing yeah so <laughs> and then uh wine glass competition Wine glass sake competition in Japan. Yeah. And I got the gold prize with yeah. the same wow. sake. Oh, so incredible. it was big uh, experience, of course. And um, yeah, can you tell um, us uh, what what kind of sake? What sort of sake was it that you made? Uh, if you were to explain it, <laughs> yeah, it's you know uh, a lot of fragrance. Like, okay, and then. Uh, the sake was kind of body, full body type. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Not like very, you know, smooth or it's still 40% of punishment, but, yep. but still like a full body type. And then uh, a lot of fragrance in the yeah. bottles. So yeah, that at that moment, uh, moment uh, in Japan and then in the US, like fragrance was important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like you know, kauri and uh, how do you say yep. kauri? Yeah, fr fragrance, aroma. Yeah, aroma is the most important things to sell sake. So I made a, a aroma sake, like yeah. for body. That was, yeah. I think, that was the point to get the prize. Yeah, at, at the era, like yeah, two thousand eighteen. Sure. Oh, that's great. So yeah, that was good experience and good impacts for my life and to to get the prize yeah that's something I produce for my first thing <laughs> sure sure yeah. so Absolutely. okay okay and then like you know that makes me happy a lot and and then i keep doing that like you know every year so master brewery let me try to do one tank for every year so yeah. I made a three tanks for three years, and um, yeah. yeah, and then each year I get the you know Kuramaster gold prize and then uh, wine sake glass competition gold prize. 
So yeah. I got I got a lot of prize by doing that. So yeah, that's something similar to what I do in the swimming. Like you know, I do yeah. swimming and pr- get prize, and uh, you yeah. know, yeah, I can do it. And yeah, so so it's you know, my goal is kind of changing. You know, mm. I, can, I can I can make sake. You know, I want to make a sake, and then get the prize. Yeah, for that. Yeah. So, that's a big experience in Hachinohe Shuzo. Yeah. So I know that um, mm-hmm. at Hachinohe Shuzo, that every year having their young brewers mm-hmm. do their own tank is something yeah. that they do very regularly now. Like every mm-hmm. yeah. year yeah. they have, mm-hmm. it is usually three or four different brewers and this is <laughs> this person's tank and this person's yeah. tank. Did that begin with you when you first wanted to yes. do that? Were you yes. the first one yes, to actually. do that? <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I and was then, wondering because yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I think that clearly had a really positive impact on, on the brewery <laughs> and on, you know, on the master brewer, on, on Komai-san and those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I call it uh, Mixed Series. Uh, yep. It's called, it's, it's called Mixed Series. And then yeah. I named it. And then now, you know, if I can do it, you know, other brewer, young brewer can do it, of course. Sure. And then that motivates them, you know, a lot. Sure. If they can make it one tank every year. So, yeah. you know, they started, you know, learning and more motivated with yeah. uh, with a much uh, high motivation. Right. Motivation. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I mean, that would motivate the brewers and it would motivate the brewery as well, too, yeah. I think, because yeah. Yeah. I mean, I always I love Mutahasa and they think they make mm-hmm. absolutely wonderful sake. But when mm-hmm. they started doing that mixed series, it was interesting because the sake that was coming out of that mixed series was yeah. quite different from the sake that mm-hmm. I yep. normally associated with Mutahasa. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. in a way, it really allowed them to diversify a lot yeah, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was really yeah. exciting. So I was happy to you know do that that project. I started project that project and yeah now they're doing very well like with a mixed series. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Like so that's the important for the young brewery, you know. Yeah, absolutely. To keep motivation and do something new stuff and then they can start learning like new stuff and keep going so yeah absolutely oh that's great i mean i guess traditionally or for a long time it was like you said right you have to be working at the brewery for four or five Mm -hmm. six seven years before you're allowed to sort of control and make decisions and or even see the entire process right Mm -hmm. a lot of times you only see little bits and pieces but if all of a sudden you know early on you're responsible Mm -hmm. for everything mm-hmm. right? the learning that happens there is just so so intense and yeah so and you can you can learn so quick very right? you know very mm-hmm. yeah absolutely by doing everything is you know yeah absolutely very cool very cool very cool so you were so then you were at uh hachinohe shuzo uh, sake brewery <laughs> for about three and a half years mm-hmm. why you were there is that when you decided that you wanted to do your own brewery what was it that made you decide oh. you wanted to go from making sake to making your own sake brewery <laughs> I mean, that's a very different 
Yeah, so yeah. A whole yeah. different set of skills. Yeah, it's so different. I'm, I'm wondering, yes. this, this might be in your DNA. And now, now that I know that your father spontaneously <laughs> uh, moved to yes. Texas to open a restaurant, I think I might know where this entrepreneurial spirit came from now. <laughs> but what was what made you decide that, you know, committing your, your, your time and your energy to setting up a brewery was what you wanted to do? Uh, yeah, uh, after working at the Hachinoe Shizu for three years, I visited uh, Europe, Europe, okay. uh, Switzerland and Germany and uh, France. Okay. Yeah, uh, to learn wine brewery, winery. Oh, okay, winemaking. Yeah, winemaking, to okay. learn winemaking. And yeah, I went to a lot of uh, winery there and then uh, talk with, uh, communication to with uh, you know, owner of the uh, wine brewer. Yeah. And um, I asked, uh, no, I was, I remember I talked about sake mm -hmm. and uh, I'm, ma I'm making sake and uh, do you know that? And do you know sake? And like, and then they, they answer me like, uh, uh, I know sake, but it's not good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. And then, what? And I, I was surprised, you know. Yeah. What? It's, sake in Europe is not good. And yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I they try in sake, they try sake in Japanese restaurant in France or Germany. Sure. But uh, there's a lot of uh, Japanese restaurant owned by Chinese people, mm -hmm. Chinese owner. And then they serve uh, like different sake. Like, uh, yeah. they they sort of showed you as a sake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In restaurant, so I've heard that, and then uh, I was surprised, and mm. I felt like okay, uh, I gotta change that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I wanna change it. You know. Yeah. I I know how to make a sake now, mm. and, and you know, I got skill that and. So now it's a time to change something yeah. in the city culture in the Europe or US, you know. Sure. So yeah, my mind went to that. Uh, yeah, after okay. talk, I, I after talking with the uh, you know wine wine owner. Yeah. That that changed my life. So my mind has changed at that point from. That point, yeah. Okay, and so you decided that the best way for you to change that and have an impact was to start your own brewery. Yeah. Instead yeah. of working for another, why why start your own brewery instead of say, work for another brewery or help with sales or do something or see what was, <laughs> what made you decide to start your own brewery? Oh, that's my DNA because. <laughs> 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 yeah, so many people talk to me about that. And uh, it's, it's so easier to, you know, uh, to join the sake brewery sure. it's to then you know opening the new business sure but yeah it's kind of my yeah dna from my father <laughs> and my actually my brother older brother is a professor in uh, switzerland Geneva university okay oh maybe. yeah and the major is chemistry and he's doing you know so he's a professor so like he's doing what is it like it's also kind of dna like yeah he's, he's doing like he, uh, he, uh, 
his goal is doing the you know top. Yeah, like, I mean, he going has very high Sa high ambitions. Yes, 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 yes. Right, you want to success. And, and yeah, yeah, sure. So, I I see I see him, you know, you know very. Um, uh, he's successing like very but step by step. Yeah, every year. So you know, oh, that that changes me, like influences me. So yeah, uh, so, but and then also one thing like sweet in this, I want to open the sake brewery in Switzerland. In Switzerland, that, that's yes. a, that's an expensive place to open a brewery. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, sounds yes. amazing. Okay. Yeah. So, so I, yeah, that's, I, that's that's the further goal. So right now, yes, I mean, but you're yes. working on something domestically, right? Within mm -hmm. Japan for right mm -hmm. now. Okay. So, then what do you say? Uh, it's, yes, I, when I visited uh, Switzerland, uh, I was surprised by uh, culture and atmosphere and environment. It's, a, yeah. it's everything is, uh, was beautiful. And then water, in Switzerland, some part of uh, Switzerland was uh, soft water, not hard water. Sure. So, and then their white wine was uh, very tasty, and um, that was amazing taste. Yeah. The white wine. Yeah. And the and then my mind was uh, kind of changed. Like if I can make uh, sake with uh, this water, and then this, you know, kind of atmosphere and environment that would be the like best sake in Europe <laughs> it'd be incredible so the, be that incredible. became my final goal okay my life goal is great to open Japanese uh, sake brewery like I said it, on this trajectory you're probably only a few years away it's probably <laughs> very cool okay so you're up at Hachinoheshuzo so and then you went to traveled Europe yeah. and then to set up, how did you decide where you are going to set up your brewery? In Japan, brewery. right? Uh, yeah, in Japan. So how did you decide where that was going to be? After I came back to Japan, uh, after traveling, uh, so um, actually there is so hard to open sake brewery in Japan. Yeah. Uh, especially like new sake. Yep. Because of the regulations, the yes, tax yes. office regulations, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yes, yes. And then they didn't give us a like bureau license for 70 years. Yeah. 17 years. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a long history. So yeah. and then actually uh, sake breweries in Japan is decreasing. You know, yeah. number of sake brewing is decreasing now. And so, you know, of course, they don't want to uh, make a new brewery because mm -hmm. of the, uh, you know, Japanese people don't drink sake now. Yeah. So, so I was mm, wondering how to do it. And then uh, in Tokyo, uh, one new uh, craft sake brewery a mm -hmm. new genre comes yep. up yeah yeah and called wakaze it's a yep. big in france right now yeah uh, wakaze came up and they are making uh, not only like not sake 
it's something different from sake mm-hmm. but they got the new license from that for that yep so i thought this is a good way to you know uh get into the new like, sake business yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. It was a big- just for our, our listeners that we've talked about a little bit on the show but yeah when wakaze being a very early example but there are a small handful of breweries that are getting a different type of brewing yes. license that mm-hmm. allows them they can use rice and koji and yeast and whatever or, mm-hmm. but they also have to add other ingredients or do yeah. some other process so that it's not legally categorized as sake but it's allowing mm-hmm. for a lot of uh freedom in the type of sake that's being yep. made yeah so i thought this is the way to open japanese sake brewery in japan yeah absolutely that's the only way actually right now yeah yep or you can buy sake brewery (laughs) but you know young young people don't have money right that kind of money so it's yeah especially passionate brewery sure young i want to open uh sake brewery but they don't want they don't have money so yep. uh, so yeah and so wakaze came up and uh i felt like this is the only way to open mm. sake yeah, craft sake brewery for now and then that's the point like i decided to move to my hometown mm. osaka and Hyogo. yeah yeah to prepare for that Okay. So, but okay. in Hatsune Shizo, I didn't, I didn't touch with uh, agriculture at mm-hmm. all. Not only making sake. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like for Switzerland and then for my future, mm-hmm. I have to learn uh, agriculture about uh, agriculture. Yeah. Yeah. And then I have to make my own rices. Mm-hmm. I felt like that. So uh, I start. Uh, moving to Tamba, which is uh-huh. a very famous uh, rice field. Yeah, absolutely. They have good uh, rice in Tamba. So uh, I decided to move to Tamba. Great. Which is my uh, Adachi family roots is there, Tamba. Okay. Oh, incredible. Yeah, from, from samurai era. Okay. <laughs> There's so very many cool. Adachi is here. Yeah. Very so cool. that is, was, is that yeah. where you grew up or is that just where you no, no, are? Okay. I grew up in Osaka, but Osaka? my root okay. my root is in Tamba. Excellent. Mm. Excellent. So that's that's kind of you know some connection. Yeah. I Absolutely. felt connection with uh, Tamba. So I moved yeah. to and then so that's the reason why why I started working with uh, Nishiyama Shizojo. Yeah, okay. I didn't have a lot of money mm-hmm. and, and at the point uh, to open sake brewery mm-hmm. and no experience with like, agriculture. So, you know, I, I need to spend t- some time for learning that, to learn that. Yeah. Mm. So I start working Nishiyama Shizojo. Okay. Mm. Okay. And then how long have you been with them or working for them? Two years and a half. Okay. Yes, are you, are you brewing? So are you brewing as well? Are you brewing and doing? Are you doing sake brewing as well as working in agriculture? Yes, yes, I did both. Okay. Uh, I took care of like 
so many large fields <laughs> in the nation. <laughs> 20, 20, 20 of them. Like, wow. Oh, was, fantastic. Yeah. It's a lot. It was a lot. So, but, you know, I learned a lot. So faster than, yeah. you know, in the one field, like I, I took care of like 20 rice fields yeah. so, at the, at the same time. So, yeah. yeah, like it was good experience for me to learn how agriculture is. And, uh, and then, uh, after, you know, start after start working Nishiyama Shizojo, like after three months, mm -hmm. uh, I decided to uh, do my business and okay. open Adachi Nojo. Yeah. So I did both like Adachi Nojo and then working as a Nishiyama Shizojo. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> it was oh, so busy. Man. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and I found that, I found also abandoned rice field in Tamba, a lot of abandoned rice field. Yeah. That was, I thought that was so like big problem. Like, you know, mm -hmm. that was big problem. You know, uh, so many farmers stopped doing agriculture right now. And rice, um, rice in particular. A lot of yes, farmers yes. Are, are giving up on mm -hmm. rice, or either they're giving up their fields or changing to some other crop for yeah. for a number of reasons. Yeah, mm -hmm. and so yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought that problem uh, for when I was a first year of agri agriculture. So mm. I felt like I, I should do something on it. Like I should move, work on it. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, I rent, I lent, I lent uh, the rice field that was mm -hmm. abandoned for eight years yeah. and, and then start reforming. Okay. With, yeah. And then, and then walking with a, uh, okay. Okay. So were they, did they know about your plans when you started working with Nishiyama Shizojo? Did they know about your plans to start a business? Yes. Was that something, so that was something they were very, they were supportive of? Yeah. I, talk, I talked about that uh, when I was uh, in a job interview. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I, uh, I talked about my goals and uh, near future, I wanted to do something, you know, near future. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, and then they, yeah, they support a lot actually. <laughs> oh, incredible! That's fantastic. They understand my walking style. Like double walk is yeah. not not regular in Japan right now. Like, yeah, it's, it's getting not very common. Yeah, it, it's getting common, but uh, not you know still not you know uh, acceptable. Yeah, I said a lot, yeah. of, especially a lot of larger companies right mm. if they're mm. employing you they don't they don't allow you to have work outside of your yeah. primary employment yeah so that's, Especially yeah, that's fantastic right? yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean right it's it's such an in, intense job anyway in terms yeah. of the demands yeah so you know they support very you know they give us a very big support with you know allowing double work mm -hmm. and they lent us uh they lent me a, a abandoned field that yeah. oh, that's had. Yeah. oh that's amazing but that rice field was like you know this time i would say vermin mm -hmm. like a lot of deers and then you know wolves mm -hmm. there so that's why you know the place was abandoned yep and for like past you know seven years yeah but you know <clears throat> i had 
I don't know why, but I had the confidence to <laughs> uh, grow rice because I yeah. didn't know at all, yeah. like at all. So yeah, only <laughs> only my com like strange confidence moved. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then I started rice field, you know, my own, you know, rice, you know, growing. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's better not to know. If you don't, know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't, then you don't think about it. You don't really <laughs> think too hard about it. <laughs> yes. So. Okay. You know, so how how's uh, that feel? How's that field doing now? Oh, tough. <laughs> <laughs> Very tough. Yeah. Uh, but you know, still, still fun though. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. The <clears throat> uh, as I as what I say. Uh, there's so many animals attacking rice field right now, mm -hmm. so I have to protect them from the animals. So yeah. every night I went there and watching them. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and then at that time I I was doing the crowdfunding. So okay, for your new I, brewery. Yes, yes, yep. yes. So if I if I could uh, if I cannot grow, you know, my rice. I cannot make my own blend, so sure. I have to, you know, protect them. <laughs> uh -huh, yeah. So every night I went there, and then yeah, from you know, it was big pressure on me. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. I bet. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. But you, but have you been able to grow on those fields on that field? Yes. Though? Yes. Okay. With no damage. There? Okay. Amazing. What mm -hmm. kind of rice are you growing there? Uh, koshikari, koshikari. Which okay, is great. Edible, edible rice. Sure, sure, sure. But it's 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 more than usable for for sake brewing as well too. There's some fantastic uh, sake made from koshikari. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What made you What made you choose uh, koshikari? Uh, koshikari, uh, because of the Switzerland. So, uh, if I ima uh, when I imagine uh, of a brewing sake in Switzerland. Uh, of course, they don't have sake uh, sake rice right now. Sure. Yeah, yep. and it's hard to get sake rice. Yeah. And then, yeah, so I imagine that. So, you know, I have to do with the edible rice. Yeah. If no, that makes sense. Yeah, and then That's smart. in Italy, there's a you know they growing good sake uh, right now. You know, sake rice and mm. uh, edible rice. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's mm -hmm. some actually. Yeah, there's some great. Yeah, but you know, not in, in Switzerland. So, yeah. so you know, if I can make a rice there, a edible rice there, you know, even though I can, I, I cannot make sake, but I can live. You, you know, can still, you can <laughs> still survive. <laughs> yeah, survive. Yeah. So that's the yeah, that's the only reason why I choose Koshikari. Yeah, that's it. If, it, if it doesn't work out, you can just farm <laughs> in the mountains of Switzerland, and yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and. <laughs> that would be a pleasant life as well. That'd be a rather beautiful life. I can Very survive. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. So you say you started your business and you started crowdfunding. I've seen you've done a couple of crowdfunding at this mm -hmm. point. Um, the What is the status of your business right now? Are you already brewing sake do you have a location do you have a building are you getting equipment what's the what's the status at the moment uh so yesterday uh uh, uh yes like yesterday 
I decided the place to open the sake brewery. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. Yes. Finally, finally, I found oh, a good incredible. place to open. Oh. Yeah. And the owner of the building said yes yesterday. So, oh, yeah. So it's a big big step for me. Too. Great. And yeah. Is it it's in Tamba? No, 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 no. It's oh, Osaka. Sorry, in Osaka. Sorry about that. In, mm-hmm. in Takatsuki. Takatsuki. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. So, and then right now, you know, I have my own brand called Koyoi, mm-hmm. and it's a uh, kind of similar to wine taste. Uh, white wine taste, a little bit of acid and fruit body type. Yep. And still smooth though. Uh, so I'm selling that. And uh, I want to say it was very hard to <laughs> start in business sure. in Japan, like sake business. And especially for, you know, you know, I'm doing my like one person, you know, but my by my own. So, uh, you know, building my branding yeah and you know telling the story and especially my sake price is uh very high than mm-hmm. other sake brewery yeah and high compared to what the price of most sake right yes it's, yeah. it's only like ten dollars or fifteen dollars for you know 720 milliliters yeah yeah bottles but you know i'm selling with a Four thousand, like forty forty dollars. Yep. My yep. bottle. So yeah. And very hard to sell. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, because, you, I mean, you have no presence in the in the industry yes. up until now, yeah. right? And so no what history, is... and you know, you know, I'm a newcomer, so yep. no with no history, so people yeah. don't know about me. So and then very expensive. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how, how did good. how did you approach that and what were what were some key lessons that you learned about so I focus a on brand in a business? Mm-hmm. I focus on the stories mm-hmm. more than uh, polishment of rice or you know, yeah. uh, what is that? Uh, Yamada Nishiki. Yep. Exactly, like expensive things. Yep. Uh, like so in Japan, recently, like Japan brewery. Uh, a sake brewery uh, tend to focus on polishment, yeah, to increase the price. Yeah, but for me, it it's a not good idea to mm-hmm. increase uh, prices and focus on the polishment because yeah. you know uh, right now it, it, they use only eight eight percent of rice polishment, you know, yeah, or five percent and yeah. Some, some people do like zero, <laughs> almost like powder, yep. powder yep. things. Yep. Uh, because You're I'm, it you know, extreme. Yes, yeah. I worked as a, I learned a, a lot about agriculture mm. and suffering this farmers, mm. and uh, you know, I see the suffering summers from the, you know, they're trying to grow, but not. Uh, there's no. Use users for the mm-hmm. price. You know, they don't eat. Uh, the Japanese people stop e- eating Japanese rice. So, uh, so you know, I don't want to waste my rice. That's the yeah. only one thing. Yeah, yeah, the big big thing. Uh, you know, I grow my own rice, and I don't want to waste. Like you know, I don't want to polish to the 
zero percent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's nonsense. So, so instead of that, I, I start telling the story to the customers, you know, how difficult to grow the surprises and how uh how like how many steps to yeah how complicated or complex it's complicated, yeah. it's complicated process yeah. is used for the making sake yeah uh because like a lot of japanese still a lot of japanese like it's they, we have long history sake history but a lot of young generation and also like uh 40 50 people like for ages people mm-hmm. don't know what what is sake made of yeah. like how yep. to like they don't know process yeah so yeah i thought that's the big chance for me to tell the story more yeah. more focus on the story absolutely so yeah my business is you know <clears throat> telling the story and then telling you know how difficult the sake process is and then you know they spend you know money for that yeah that's the uh, mm, uh my concept of the brewery yeah my, my concept of the brew sake yeah you know? yeah Absolutely. but you know in europe this that's the regular right like telling story yep. it, you know sure. i told that so that's the more i feel i felt that's the more important things yeah for me it's the, the for more me. more the more human side of the story yes yes yes, more, yes. Yeah. in japan okay. there's no you know it's more skill yeah uh, not people or yeah uh, not brewer or like, yeah some you know some brewery tells uh, them as history mm-hmm. or background yeah. but not not right now like no yeah it, like you know what they're doing is very amazing things but yeah you know it's a japanese thing but like they don't tell us yeah yeah <laughs> they don't show yeah. us yeah uh, yeah so i felt like you know we should show absolutely you know, or you know share with a customer you know what we do sure and then you know, sake culture will be a big thing so uh yeah that's i really focus on the telling the story more than you know punishment things or rice yeah. yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and it seems to have worked because you've done two crowdfunding now and they were both see look like a success mm. they both appear to have gone quite well <clears throat> thank you yeah so the the sake that you were selling what they were ones that they were brews that you made what in collaboration with what with hachinohe shuzo or how did the sake that is that you're using to build your brand where is that being made and how are you uh, approaching that now yeah so i've walked I've I've worked as a sake brewer for now six years, uh-huh. and uh, I see a lot of method using yeah. method, and you know I learn a lot of things uh, how to make a sake and uh, what method is. And, uh, Hachinohe Shuzo is a, uh, ber- like they make very simple sake, mm. simple method. They using yeah. very simple method, so. Uh, they make uh, starter, mm-hmm. uh, sake starter for yeah. three days, only three days, yep. which is you know, takes for um, a month or two weeks or a month. Yep. Very long, you know, 
method, but you know, Hachinoshi, only Hachinohishi is using like three days uh sake starter method. Yeah. So that was a big impact for me to yeah. do it. And so <clears throat> yeah, you know, making sake with a simple method is very I for me very, you know, uh you know uh understandable for yeah. me to do in in Europe or you know in the future. Absolutely. Absolutely absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, that's yeah, a, smart. One reason to choose Hachino Shizo. Yeah. Then Nishiyama Shizo Jo. Yeah. Mm, you know, <clears throat> and then also they're number one in the world right? yeah. uh, in 2021. So sure. um, building, a, it's good for the building a branding. Yep. Absolutely. For my, my business. And absolutely. They, they produce good sake. So, you know, the taste is always good. So, Yep. Yeah, that's the reason why I choose Hachi no Heshizo. Yeah, great, great, But great. it costs a lot. So. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you know, sure. Sending rice and then I moved to Aomori from uh, January, January 28th. Okay. To to make a sake for a okay. month. So, okay, so you yeah, so you it, go and you, right, you stay. Yeah, and, I go and I yeah. brew sake by my own. So yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, difference yeah. from other OEM, so, you know, original. Yeah. So... You know, I do my own. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I do by myself. So yeah, well, that's great Not that only. they that they still collaborate with you on that, and that they give you mm -hmm. a space to do that. I mean, that's yeah. that's really supportive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. They give us they give us uh, like give big support as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then they understand my goal. So and then I quit. So you know, yeah, <clears throat> yeah they give. Yeah, I'm very really appreciate them, yeah, you know. Absolutely. To, to give us a space. Yeah. It's not it's not common in Japan. <laughs> like it's not. After, it's after not. you create the sake brewery, no, like you know, it's end. So yep. yeah. 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 So no, my business is always uh also focused on the connection with the people. So sure. Yeah, that makes good sake. So <laughs> absolutely. Oh, that's great. That's really great. So now you so you just mentioned that you left your job at Nishiyama Shuzojo mm -hmm. uh, Sake Brewery just mm -hmm. the end of the year. So now for the first time up until now you've been doing everything all at once. You've been yes. <laughs> right? So now for the first time you are free to focus on Adachi Nojo and mm -hmm. the brewery and the farming operation that you set out to do. Um what happens next? What what is what are you working on now, and what does the year ahead look like? Uh yes. Uh so, <clears throat> uh I'm very lucky that uh you know I keep telling the story, and then uh a lot of sake store in Japan understand my his uh story and my goals. Yeah. So uh right now like uh twenty twenty sake stores. Uh, taking care of my sake. Oh, that's fantastic. And, and also a lot of uh, yakiniku, which is a barbecue restaurant. Yeah. Uh, has my sake, especially. Oh, cool. <laughs> I don't know why barbecue restaurant, but <laughs> yeah, it, it's a kind of pairing. Yeah, things. sounds fantastic. So, yeah. So, yeah. And then 
I feel I felt like I can move on to the next. So then I quit. So then my next thing is, uh, you know, uh, I moved to Osaka in end of the February this year. Okay. Uh, uh end of February, yes. And then, uh, and I'm gonna open a craft sake brewery, which is different from sake brewery. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna open new. A brewery on uh, July of this year. Okay. Yes. Okay. And start uh, brewing and craft sake. Yep. That's the, yeah, my plan for this year. Okay. So right now you're, what are you, you're planning, you're ordering equipment, you're planning <laughs> the building, all that kind of stuff? Yes, yes, yes. The building all set up. Great. And the tanks and it's so expensive. <laughs> right. right. Yes. Have you found in Japan have you found places where you've been able to get either used equipment or have you found people that are willing to, I don't know, connect you with places where you can find equipment for cheaper? Because as you said, there's like, equipment is so expensive to, to buy new. Uh, uh yeah, yeah. But like uh for the tank, uh I'm gonna use a uh thermal tank. Yeah. Yeah, so it's gonna it's very expensive, but you know it's it easy to control yeah. the money. So yeah, I I need it. And but other things, yeah, I found some cheaper and used uh equipment for the brewing. So yeah, I have to pick up you know some something is new, something is old. Sure. Yeah, sure. but I found you know, but. Um, yeah. Uh, of course, I cannot make a lot of sake for the beginning. Yep. Only three. Yeah, it's gonna be only three tanks and four hundred liters of mm-hmm. small tank. Yep. So, uh, so yeah. I, at least I can handle it. Yep. Because you'll be doing it all all on your own. You you're not planning to employ anybody in the beginning. Uh, I'm planning in the future or next year, but yeah. For, yeah, the beginning year I have to do by my own. But if yeah. there's a motivated, you know, brewer, young brewer, yeah, uh, I can, you know, I want to do together. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes it helps to have have somebody nearby to motivate one another. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, it's hard. It's hard to do everything by yourself. Yes. Yeah. Very much so. Okay. Okay. So now you said you're mentioned you mentioned you're making craft sake. I know mm-hmm. that the change in regulation also allows for you to make more I guess we'll say more standard types of sake mm-hmm. or nihonshu mm-hmm. for the export market. Um mm-hmm. is that something that you're looking at as well? Uh for yes, yes, yes. For export, uh, I'm gonna do my like just standard sake. Yeah, yeah, because if I export, you know, craft sake, mm. it's also something new to the Europe people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So and then there's no one who can tell you know about craft sake. Sure. So it's hard to you know sell actually. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I wanna do standard sake for the export. But not in Japan. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna do craft sake in Japan, and for the overseas sales, uh, standard sake. Yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, it's so tricky. I th- I love the naming craft sake, but it's so <laughs> it's so tricky because I I'd, I'd argue that all sake is is craft sake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So it's, hard to, <laughs> it's hard to differentiate and explain that. So, oh, that's great. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. So, like, good uh, good thing of craft sake is you know we're gonna I'm gonna use a you know fruit or something that produced by farmers Osaka farmers that could be something you know a lot of profit to them also yeah. to introduce their their product so it's Absolutely. a kind of combination of you know agriculture and sake and also fruit yeah so so it's it's gonna be a big business I guess yeah yeah, mm-hmm. that would be nice. Well, right, you're right. It's that's the beautiful thing about sake is it puts mm-hmm. you in a position to support a lot of other people as well. Yeah, yeah. right. No, that's really great. Hey, you've got you have a busy year ahead of you, sir. <laughs> I'm getting used to it though. <laughs> <laughs> this is just just par for the course. This is yeah, this yeah, fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Since um, I started double walk, you yeah. know, no rest. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I always say sorry to my wife. <laughs> Okay, you have a, you have a very understanding wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm lucky. Very understanding. Yeah. <laughs> very good. Very good. Very good. Man, I I said you're clearly very busy, so I don't want to take uh too much of your time. But I guess, yeah. I mean, before we sign out here, is there anything, any any thoughts, feelings, any message you want to share with uh, listeners? How can they how can they find out more about what you're doing or? Oh. <laughs> yeah so my goal is you know spread sake culture you know worldwide yeah so you know please drink sake and please try sake yeah. <laughs> Gotta start there. I, I will produce you know very good sake for that so please you know enjoy it <laughs> excellent 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 i said it'll probably be tough to uh to get away for a little while um, you're going to be obviously be really, really busy, but um, I said, I hope you, you'll have a chance to get back to, uh, get back to Europe, get back to Switzerland. And mm-hmm. say, if you ever have the chance to make it over to the U S uh, definitely yes. give back to Texas, get, give us a holler. Well, mm-hmm. we'd love to love, love to share sake with you. Yeah. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah, definitely. Definitely keep us posted and we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll help spread the word. <laughs> yeah. All right. Excellent. Uh, well, Yoshi, thank you so much for, for spending time and, uh, we will, and we will talk to you again here very soon. Yeah. Thank you so much. So that will do it for this episode of Sake on Air. For anybody out there with questions, thoughts, feelings about this week's show, you can reach out to us at questions at sakeonair.com and follow along with us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. This show is brought to you with the fantastic support of the Japan Sake and Shochu Makers Association and, more often than not, broadcast from the Japan Sake and Shochu Information Center located in the heart of Tokyo. The show is a production by Potsuke Productions with editing work by Mr. Frank Walter. Stick around. We'll be back with you in another couple of weeks with more Sake on Air. Until then, kanpai! <laughs>